Hello, hello, what's up? What's up? So, I'm gonna ramble here, okay? So this is a fair warning. Fair warning. I hope you stick this out with me, me alright? I hope, really do. I really hope you stick with this out with me. Now, just so you know, this is also, not only is it a ramble, but it's a possible not an upload. We'll see how this goes. So, part of this the the purpose of this episode specifically okay is to talk about the difference between feedback as a gamer from someone who loves the game and someone who just hates the game and the reason there's a reason for that okay there's there's a huge difference right okay so if you if you just don't like a game your feedback look on a personal level not as a as a developer on a, as someone who reads comments and sees all the things people say about games they don't like, and this includes my entire life, okay, this is not not something new. This is me, alright? I've been gaming since I was 5 years old, okay? I'm 43 years old. I'm an old bastard. You know, I might as well be using a walker right now. I'm not quite yet, but I'm getting there. But, um, you know, I'm old. I've been gaming for a long time nearly 40 years almost 40 years of video games man isn't that cool it's kind of cool it's weird it's also weird like i'll tell you this as per as me being this old and having reached this age trust me man it is weird okay it is and you will go through the same thing all right if you're half my age or close to my age whatever you know what i'm talking about and if you don't know what i'm talking about you will that's what that's the fun thing about getting older that's actually for me personally that's the funnest thing about getting older is recognizing all the things that my parents or my mom or my grandparents or older relatives that were twice my age complained about that's my favorite thing is recognizing all the complaints of old people <laughs> and be like oh man i'm old now it's so funny dude it's hilarious it's hilarious because i remember and I'm, i have no doubt if you're a young person because i remember this too because i thought the same way when i was younger you know if you're a young person and you're like i'll never think that way i'll never feel that way watch it remember that remember that when you get to 30 to mid 30s to 40 plus just watch just watch how you jump it's the best part about it it's it for me anyways for me i i love it some some people might hate it i think it's hilarious to recognize all the things i swore i would never feel or think and then all of a sudden i'm feeling and thinking that way you know it's super freaking funny um so anyways <laughs> Um, so the difference, there's a huge difference between someone who loves a game giving feedback and someone who hates a game giving feedback. Now, here's the thing, okay, for me personally, here's how I see it. If you just don't like a game, you shouldn't be giving feedback. Just straight up. Sorry if that was a noise on the mic, I'm not sure, I was moving a thing. If you don't like a game, don't give feedback. Just don't. Your voice shouldn't matter and and in my opinion doesn't matter. 
um, for a game that you don't like. When your negative feedback is for a game that you truly love, that you are currently enjoying, that you are currently active playing, and you love the game, but you have complaints, then there's the difference, right? The difference between love and hate feedback. It's pretty crazy because it matters. It truly does matter. Um, as someone like, you know, I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, if you ever feel like going back I, at the moment, I can't remember off the top of my head, which specific ones, but I, you know, it's something that I talk about sometimes I would, I would assume like one of the episodes is some of my favorite games. Anyways, anyways, I have been through every genre, every genre, including visual novels, which is a newer genre to me. I remember when I grew up as a kid, visual novels, I don't even think for me as a kid even existed. I don't think those types of games even existed when I was a teenager, you know, and I started gaming at five years old, five years old on Atari. Visual novels didn't exist on Atari. That's for sure. A hundred percent. I don't remember when visual novels existed, right? As a first time kind of a thing that visual novels came into play. Um, so, and, and I've enjoyed some. I'm, I've never, here's the thing about visual novels. I have never personally been hardcore about them. That is definitely a newer genre that I never got super deep into. The, the only ones that I really liked and enjoyed a lot were The Walking Dead and, um, The Wolf Among Us. Oh my gosh, I love The Wolf Among Us. And Batman is also, the tell, and these are all Telltale games. Every single one of those that I just mentioned is a Telltale games game, you know. Uh, The Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, and The Batman. I freaking love those. They're so good. But there's lots of them. There's lots of them. I have tried others. I never got deep into visual novels. So that's definitely a newer genre that I never got hardcore into. So for example, let me let me let me let me give you um let me tell you the genres that I was into. Uh real time strategy, which is separate from um strategy games as well, because these are two forms of strategy games, right? There's RTS and strategy. There's hybrids of RTS and strategy. Uh, so at one point, you know, I mean, there's a there's a game that's specifically RTS. There's a game that's specifically strategy. These are two different genres, really, when it comes down to like it depends on the game, on how it's designed. So a strategy game, a specific strategy game, can be different from a RTS, a real time strategy, right? Um, and I'm not going to go into deep into explaining that. If you if you understand me, you understand me, right? You know, I hope you do. <laughs> And then there's RPG versus action RPG, right? Uh, and that gets tricky too because RPGs have have gone through lots of different styles throughout my um, gamerhood. <laughs> growing up with growing up with RPGs, growing up as a child with games, because things have changed, times have changed, you know. And I'm old. I'm an old bastard. Um, when I was younger, RPGs generally meant RPGs. Now there are differences between these RPGs, right? Um, so there's action RPG, there's uh, strategy RPG, and these did exist too a long time ago when I first started gaming. Um, 
early on too. And I w this wasn't when I first started gaming. This was a little bit later. Like I started on Atari, but then in Genesis, be started getting more into strategy and RPGs, and then a hybrid of strategy and RPGs because RPGs weren't always specifically strategy. These were two different genres. Like you, you can completely separate a strategy game from an RPG game. You can. You you could. Uh, now, off the top of my head, I can't think of them specifically. I might think of them throughout these this recording. But off the top of my head right now, starting this episode, um, starting this recording, I don't know. And then one of the first things I can think of is Chrono Trigger. I <laughs> love Chrono Trigger, man. Love Chrono Trigger. And then there's Secret of Mana. Um, and so Chrono Trigger is more of a, like a turn-based RPG, while Secret of Mana was more of an action RPG. You know, there's still RPG games, though. Now, I remember, now, back in that time, though, until I got into the depths of, of genres and stuff, like, to me, I remember thinking, okay, now, here's the thing. Back when I was a kid, and, and these were kind of the, some of the first RPGs, these weren't even the very first RPGs I got into. Uh, two of the first RPGs I ever got into, well, actually, three. Shining Force was a strategy RPG game. Shining Force on Genesis, absolutely incredible, blew my mind. I couldn't believe how, you know, I was like, whoa. Um, and then there was uh, Fantasy Star. I wasn't as much of a fan as Fantasy Star. I don't remember why. It might have been just slower pace in comparison. I don't remember why specifically. I liked Fantasy Star, or at least now I remember liking Fantasy Star. I might not have liked it when I first played it. But I do know I gave it time. Like, I, I never beat a Fantasy Star game, but I did play a lot. You know, I put a lot of time into it to check it out. And there was a game on Genesis specifically called Sword of Vermilion. Sword of Vermilion was one of my favorite games of all time. And I believe I had played that after Shining Force. Sword of Vermilion was freaking amazing. Um, and I beat that one. Oh yeah, I beat that one. I don't remember the ending or anything like that. I just know that I beat that game and I love the living crap out of it. <laughs> um, and then Fantasy Star, Chrono Trigger, you know, and then you get into Final Fantasy and then the differences between Final Fantasy, right? Now this was a long time ago that you wouldn't, like if you weren't born and you're not as old as I am, you wouldn't recognize this. But let me tell you. Uh, the differences between like old school Final Fantasy games, like such as now, I first started personally. I first started with Final Fantasy three. That was my first Final Fantasy game that I had ever played, and I had eventually years later played the first one because they they weren't even in Japan or they weren't even in America at first. Three, Final Fantasy three, which is now Final Fantasy six. Just so you know, just so you know, um, Final Fantasy six right now was originally in America called Final Fantasy 3. Uh, this was in between times of porting when Japan didn't bring all their games to America and they, I believe they still don't. Uh, so there was a point where Final Fantasy 6 was called Final Fantasy 3. That's what it was on the Super Nintendo, Final Fantasy 3. But in Japan, it was Final Fantasy 6. So Japan had 1 through 5. America's first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 3, which for Japan was part six and now now in our current times final fantasy 3 is known as final fantasy 6 because eventually they brought out the other games as well here they even did like a remaster-ish type thing i don't know i don't know quite the differences because i never played the original final fantasy 3 
Uh, you know, I know that they brought Final Fantasy 3, the original Final Fantasy 3, the Japanese version, to America, and then that's why they changed it. And once they started bringing out the different final, the earlier Final Fantasies to America, our American Final Fantasy 3 turned into Final Fantasy 6. Now, I, well, I'll tell you this. And the reason I ask, this is very specific, because I remember when I personally had played this game on Super Nintendo as Final Fantasy 3, but I had Asian friends. Now, I don't like, I don't know all the ethnicities, you know, and I'm sorry for that. I had different types of Asian friends, and I feel horrible just saying that thing, but that's the way it was, you know. They could have been Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Singaporean, you know, like all this all the different types of Asian, which I don't mean that in a bad way. I had lots of friends, different cultural friends. And they were the ones that explained to me. They were the ones. I didn't even know. And if it was not for my school friends, who were also gamers, I would not even even known that Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 3 here in America on the Super Nintendo was actually Final Fantasy 6. That was what it was like for me as a kid. So if you're younger and you don't know, that's what Final Fantasy VI is now. Final Fantasy VI is Final Fantasy VI now in America. But when I was a kid, it was Final Fantasy III. Uh, it's a really weird thing. So if you ever come across discussions about it and, and you ever get confused, I don't know. I don't know how many discussions you've come across about it. But it can be weird. It can be, especially like for me, having gone through that, and it's it's such a trip. It's just like, what the hell, you know? Like it's so weird because, and the only reason for that is because, I mean, it was a decade later, at least, if not more, before we've as Americans finally got the full Final Fantasy series in America. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a trip, dude. It's crazy, and I didn't mean to get into all that because that's not even like the main topic I wanted to talk about, but. It's a part of it, and it's interesting to me, you know. It's very interesting. So I'm talking about genres, right? You know, I've I've been through them all. I've been through every genre. So uh, I think the the only genre off the top of my head that I can think of generally that I'm not overly familiar with is visual novels been through RPGs, action games like hack and slash, strategy, racing games, fighting games, you know, everything. Simulation games, uh, including SimCity. There was a time in my life uh, when I was younger on Super Nintendo again. Super Nintendo, you know, I, I played a ton on Atari, Super Nintendo Genesis, PlayStation 1, uh, you know, years of, of gaming. And so I've been through all the genres. I've been through them all. I've loved them all. I have loved every single genre that ever existed. And, to, and like, again, like the only one I can think of off the top of my head, the reason I say this, I've been through all the major genres. Visual novels are kind of new for me. Um, I have played them. I have enjoyed them. I've experienced them. But I don't have enough experience in them in comparison to every other genre out there. <laughs> you know? So... Um, so it's always interesting to me to think about this because I didn't used to think this way. And it's kind of part of what I had mentioned before in a previous episode of, um, I, you know, when I was growing up as a gamer, I didn't, I didn't used to want to be a developer. I didn't want to make games. 
it used to drive me nuts when because I had you know being a gamer a hardcore gamer I was a non-stop gamer okay once I, I was five years old that was the first video game I ever played and I've done other things I've had other hobbies been into sports cards been into comic books been into drawing I've been an artist you know I love drawing. I love art. It's a part of me. It's part of who I am, but it's not an active part of who I am. Video games has never stopped since I was five years old. Five years old. I'm 43. Video games has never not been a daily part of my life. Um, you know, like I said, been through other hobbies, been through other things I am truly passionate about and love, but video games has been the only thing that has never stopped. Not ever. Not ever. It's nuts, man. It's, it's nuts for me to think about, too. I'm just like, that's the reality of it. Like, I have loved many things. You know, I've had lots of sports, biking, you know, um, which, which back in the day for me as a kid was called BMXing. <laughs> Jumping off little ramps and, you know, whatever, stuff like that. Skateboarding. I've I've been through a lot of it. And maybe not everything in the world, you know, but I've been I've done a lot as a kid. As growing up, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. And I'm sure that's just 1% of what I could have done throughout the world if I was uh, able to travel the world and all that kind of stuff. But no, as far as being a regular American person, I've done a lot of things, played a lot of sports, loved them all, preferred uh, basketball. I preferred basketball over football and baseball, even though I played them all. And basketball was my thing. I just liked it. And video games... You know, I love comic books. I freaking love comic books. Oh my gosh, I love them so much. And art. I love art. I love art and I love drawing. Drawing here, I'll tell you what, look, sixth grade through high school, if I was in school and when I was in school, all I did was draw pictures. I didn't do schoolwork. <laughs> you know, I did not do schoolwork in school. I drew pictures. I was an artist. I was an artist. That's who I am. That's who I was. Um, but in between all that and and on top of all that, video games. Always, it's just been number one. You know, and there was a time where I thought artistry was my number one thing. And it's mostly just because it was all I did all day in school. You know, but if I was at home, if I was at home, which I, you know, when I was younger, I was not home very often. I was out. And I was out playing sports, you know, after school. Uh, if I wasn't playing sports after school, I was out biking or skateboarding. You know, I was out doing things, you know. Um, but if I was at home, I was usually playing video games. That was the thing I did at home. If I was at school, I was drawing pictures for art. If I was at home, I was playing video games. As if I was home. And between all that was the sports and everything else, you know. So anyways, <laughs> it's interesting to me. The reason, I, I mean, I don't mean to ramble on about that. It's, it's a fun thing to think about. It's very interesting. And part of that is because now I do nothing. I do nothing. Um, ever since school ended, high school ended for me, video games has been the constant. That's it. No sports, no biking, no skateboarding, no artistry, video games. So that's another interesting thing. This is what I mean for me personally. That wasn't like a very purposeful thing. It just kind of happened, you know. It just, it just happened. 
a part i there's a lot of things that go into that i'd love to look into another time and maybe a more personal um real life podcast with my sister on the poor rags or something but um you know video games is is and has always been a deep love of my life love you know i remember I'll never forget. This is what's weird. I have a terrible memory, if you don't know me very well. I have a really bad memory. But I'll never forget. There's there's some things in throughout my life that I don't ever forget. But the, one of those things is I'll never forget my first time ever seen. I can still picture it literally right now. Right now, thinking about it. My first time ever seeing Spider-Man on Atari. The one thing I can't remember is which Atari platform it was, right? Because back then it was Atari the 20-something hundred and then the 20-something else hundred. I don't remember either the 7200 or something. I can't remember what it was, right? Atari-wise. My mom had taken us to a, one of her friend's houses. We were spending... She wanted to go hang out with one of her friends. This is how I remember it, okay? I don't know every detail. This is how I remember it. Our mom was taking us to her friend's house. She wanted to hang out with a friend. And we ended up going to their house because that's what she wanted to do. And that was cool. It was fine. And I went into their living room. And I happened to spot on their TV. I had, it was an adult playing this game. It was an adult, right? They were playing an Atari game. And it was Spider-Man. That was my first experience ever seeing a video game. Just seeing one. I have spent so much time in my life watching video games. I love just video games, man. That was the first time I'd ever seen one. And I don't remember exactly why. I do know that I was I was um I was in a trance. I was just I just could not believe what I was seeing on the screen and knowing that the person on the couch was controlling what was happening on the screen. They were Spider-Man. I was like, wow. You know, I was blown away, man. I was blown away. And they let me play. They were like, do you want to give it a try? And I was like, you know, I remember now, now in my current memory, in my current, like, who I am now, I'd be like, I know that I was beyond excited. Like, you freaking kidding me? Like, of course I want to play. You know, I know that I was extremely excited. They offered the joystick to me. This was an Atari-ass joystick. If you've never played an Atari, <laughs> it's, inc it's a different experience from any of our current gaming, okay? This is where I started. I'm an old damn person, all right? And, and uh, it's, that's, that makes it even more fun, like remembering what it's like to play on a, an Atari joystick compared to what it's played what it's like to play on a controller it's so freaking funny but i'll never forget that you know I'll, I'll never forget what it was like to have not only first seen a video game in my life you know that's forever with me but then also being offered to play it i'll never forget that and I was hooked after that. And we didn't, I didn't just go home and was able to play video games right away. I don't even remember how long it was before we actually had our own system at home to play on. I never got over it though. The first second, I, I, I kind of wish I could remember like how long it took before my mom or um, my mom's boyfriend was able to get us an Atari so that I could play at home. 
<laughs> and then a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and a Genesis came after that, you know, and the PlayStation and all that. Um, I'll never forget that though, man. So there's a there's a big difference between. And this is interesting. I didn't mean to get too deep into that. All that stuff I just said, I didn't even mean to get into that. But it's just a part of it. It makes me think about it. It's funny because I love video games. I just love them. I love video games, man. Even when they're bad. And that doesn't mean I love a bad video game. You know? <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, I say it like that. Because I'm, what I mean is generally... I have such a deep, deep, never-ending love for video games. So yeah, I could recognize bad parts of a video game. I could recognize a game that I don't like, but I understand. And now, being older, I recognize that other people like a game that I don't like. You know, and that's fine with me. I remember when I was younger, that was different. I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, previous po podcast recordings. I had to learn how to say, you know... Just because I'm not interested in a game doesn't mean it it sucks automatically, you know. Uh, that's something that's become a part of me. Like I, you know, because I, and the reason I, if I didn't love video games so much, that would have not been a thought in my head. I would have never come up with that. I never would have come to that realization that you know what, just because I don't like a specific game doesn't mean that other people, you know. Um, it's very interesting. It was so easy. It used to be so easy for me to be just to just say a game sucks just because I didn't think it looked cool, you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, give me a sec here. Hold on one sec. I'm going to have a drink real quick. All right. Sorry. Okay. So. You know. <sighs> The reason I think about this topic is having seen it through years, years of watching, years of writing, years of pro of creating content, trying to create content, you know, um, just my experience, not only as a player, but as an observer of the communities in video games, the communities, not a big part. I wouldn't be such a big part in the communities of video games if I didn't love this so much. Like, generally. Like, I look at everything, man. Even if it's a game I don't care about, I, I know the headlines. I know the news. I see what's going on. I don't memorize it all because they're, like I said, like some games I just don't care about. But I'm aware of it. I see it. I, I glimpse it. I check it out. I take a look. You know, and if it's something, you know, it's just something I glance over. But I am in it, man. Video games, this is what I do. This is who I am. So, the one thing I can recognize is the enormous difference between the feedback of a player who loves a game and the feedback of a player who doesn't love a game. And, you know, what's interesting about that is sometimes... Sometimes you'll see somebody claim that they love a game and they're, they're giving feedback. Um, and this is rare. This is in the minority. When it comes to someone who loves a game who claims they love a game and they give feedback, 
the feedback they give is complete bullshit. I'm going to straight up be with that. I'm going to straight up say it like that. Those people are full of crap. And I'm talking about, the, like, like, look, the only reason I'm mentioning this is because there is a difference. People will say they're a fan of the game, but you can tell they're not the way they talk about the game. They hate everything about it. Everything. Everything. You can't love a game when you hate everything about it. You can love a game when you have issues with it. You know what I mean? It's weird. Like, I get it. I've been through that myself. I get it. I've been through that myself. I have, you know, I spent years playing games that I didn't like because I played them with friends. You know, I played EverQuest uh, with a couple friends of mine in real life. And, and I loved a lot of aspects of it, but generally I hated it. Generally, I hated the, you know, I, it was probably a 50-50 for me. I hated as much of it as I liked about it, you know? Um, but that's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets tricky. And I'm not saying that the opinions of a hater shouldn't matter. It's just, you know, whose opinions should matter is the people that love your game. And it's very obvious that they love your game. Um, there's a difference. And I don't know how, how many developers can can um, notice that. And I get it. Like, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky, you know, for all of us, including an observer, just a regular fan, or someone who thinks they're a fan, or a regular player. It's very tricky for us to recognize, you know... I mean, I had to learn too. Like I said, I, I said that just a few minutes ago or whatever, I, I was saying how I had to learn. And I, I taught myself this. This was a habit I wanted to get out of. Stop, stop saying the game sucks just because I don't think it looks cool. I haven't played it. I don't think it looks cool. I watched the trailer. I watched the gameplay. I don't think it looks good. I would. I used to a long time ago, I, when I was a kid, I would say it sucks. And now I would just say I'm not interested in it. You know, there's a difference there. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between saying the game sucks that you've actually played and tried and you just didn't enjoy. And you can say why you didn't like it. You can say why it sucks, you know, for you on a personal level. But at that point, let me ask you. I'm curious. Let me ask you. Because for me personally, look, when there's a game I don't like, and this is how I recognize it now as an old man bastard gamer, you know, I'm just an old stupid bastard. When I don't enjoy a game, I recognize that someone else will so if i don't like a game i i just you know unless it's brought up in conversation unless a friend comes to me and says hey what about this or they mention it and i'll be like you know what i hated that game you know what straight up i played that game i put 40 hours 60 hours nearly 80 hours into red dead redemption 2 and you know what that game can suck my fucking dick Screw that game. I hate that game. I hate it so damn much. You know? Um, and I meant that. Every little last bit. Nah, except for, you know, I, I didn't mean to get too... Um, <laughs> too rude about it. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> but, just for example. <laughs> I've actually... I, I literally did try. And I still... I still... You know what's funny about Red Dead Redemption 2? Let me get, talk about that real quick. I still plan to one day actually... 
I've tried. I've tried repeatedly. I even tried like a month ago. I'm not even kidding. Like a, like maybe even less than a month ago. Very recently, I tried to get back into that game, have my patience, and I got into it again. And and I did have the patience. And it. it's just it's too much nonsense in that game. You know, straight up, straight up, dude. I never want to play a uh, game by that developer, Rockstar Games, ever again. Ever again. I'm so sick of Rockstar Games. I would, if I could. I would delete them as a developer. <laughs> I would just delete their ass. I would cancel them, man. You know, like freaking hell. The ideas are amazing. Uh, anyways, anyway, that's I don't want to get into that right now. But no, my point is, my point is, you know, you've never seen me write a review about Red Dead Redemption Two. Like I'll talk about it. And I'll talk about different games that come up that I might not like. And I'll say things I don't like about them. But um, I, this is something I've learned. The reason I didn't review Red Dead Redemption 2 is because I hate it. That's why I didn't review it. I chose not to. I could have gone out of my way. I could have wrote a big old giant article about why I hate that game. But what's the point of that? Who cares, man? I didn't like it. That's all. That's all that it comes down to. That's all that it comes down to. It's not for me. I am not the audience for that game. I don't ever want to play a game developed by that developer team ever again. And I, you know, I like GTA 5 generally. I still never ended up beating it. I got really close to the end and never ended up beating it because of their gameplay. I hate their gameplay. I think their gameplay is trash. You know, but I know that millions if not billions of other people love it so why why do why should i go out of my way of writing a review and going into the depths of why i didn't like a game when i just didn't like it it's as simple as that i just didn't like it that's all you know i don't need to convince other people that i didn't like a game now the interesting thing about that is the same could be said for the opposite as well. You know, I loved the game. Why should I share why I loved it? I'll tell you, you know, for me personally, just look, just for me personally, the reason I write reviews for games I like and enjoy is because I want to share them. That's it. Just straight up. I don't want to share games I hate. You know what I mean? Doesn't that make sense, right? That makes sense, right? It might, it might, maybe I'm just stupid. To me, that makes sense. <laughs> I want to share things I love and enjoy. You know, whether the entire internet is against me or all of population is against me, you know, all society, whatever, I don't care. I loved this game and I want to share it with you. That's when I write a review. That is when I write a review. You know... It'll be incredibly rare for me to share something about something I'm disappointed in or frustrated with. And the only time I might do that is because I actually generally enjoy that game. And there are just things about it that bug me. A uh, perfect example recently, I, you know, I re recorded, uh, recorded um, some thoughts on Destiny 2. 
when I called that, um, what was it, my complaints about Destiny 2 as a casual player. And man, I was thinking about that all day today because I played a lot of Destiny 2 today and I got deep into it. I actually, I got deep into it. I got further into it. I forgot this. Here, let me tell you real quick about Destiny 2. If, in case you haven't, whatever, if you've heard it or not, I actually bought the season pass today. I, I was looking at the time left on the season pass. It's like 62 days, if I remember correctly. And the thing, the reason I, I purchased the season pass was because I have been playing it a lot. Okay, I've been playing it a lot. And this happens. Sometimes I'm in the mood to play a game a lot. I've been through this with Paladins. I've been through this with other games where I ended up buying the season pass because I was like, you know what? I'm playing this a crap ton. I'm just going to buy it. Screw it. Fortunately for me, the season pass for Destiny 2 was actually free for whatever reason. I don't remember if it was included with a season with a expansion or whatever. I bought at some point while I was purchasing the expansions for Destiny 2 and stuff like that. Because I've been, you know, I've been buying the expansions since Destiny 2 came out. I've been keeping up with the game, like, very casually, extremely casually. Like, I like the game a lot. I would not have purchased the, the expansions if not for the fact that I actually, you know, I like it. But I'm playing it very casually. I don't, you know, but lately I've been playing it, like, a lot more, you know. Still casual, still casual. I don't play it 5 to 10 hours a day like I would hardcore on a game, you know. I haven't really done that in a long time. So basically for me, the season pass today was free. I, I picked it up. I, I had, I've been, I've been sticking, I've been have had this amount of silver, this, this currency in my, in my account for a long time, probably a year now, probably it's, I've had it for a long time and, and uh, it's been bugging me and uh, not, not, not the currency itself, but the season pass has been bugging me because I've been wanting to play. I've been like, man, you bad. I if go look if you want to know my further thoughts on specifically on that because I don't want to get into it right now. This is a different episode. It's supposed to be a different like recording, but check out my previous episode. It's uh, my complaints about Destiny Two as a casual player. Love the freaking game, love it. Um, but I have complaints, you know. I have complaints, and I and I love it. I love that game. But I have so many complaints about it. And I'm actually, I've been thinking about recording a, a completely different episode of like part two. My complaints about Destiny 2 as a casual player part two. That's not meant to be this one. <laughs> I remember, I was, now I got all sidetracked like talking about that because I went deeper into that than I meant to. I remember exactly what brought me into Destiny 2. So I'm sorry for that. Um, but, you know, my point is, my point is that, you know, you can love a game and still have complaints and then and then on the opposite side you can hate a game and have complaints just because you hate the game like i would never go to well i mean i would like to look and i mentioned it earlier red dead redemption 2 i would like to go to the developers and say hey you stupid morons this gameplay is pure crap and you need to fix this crap because it's crap crappity crap 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 <laughs> but fact is I just don't love the game so the way I see it and the way I've learned to see this the way I've learned to it, this was not this is not a, a thing I started with you know I had to learn this you know what the game just isn't for me it's just not for me I don't play Minecraft I have zero interest in Minecraft billions of players play that game and love the crap out of it 
And you know, on the opposite side, some of my most favorite games, my most favorite games ever, shut down. They don't even exist anymore because they weren't popular. So I'm in the minority, you know, I suck. Like, <laughs> you know, so there's no reason for me to offer feedback to a game that I don't actually like. But if I go into a, um, if I want to offer feedback for a game I enjoy, it's because I can see and I can, and I actually have ideas and thoughts. Now, this may be different for you. Now, if, if you never, um, I don't know if you've been through this. This is something I've recently gone through the past two years now. Where now, whenever I play a game, you might be different from me. Maybe you're just always like this, okay? But whenever I play a game now, I actually get ideas. I actually think of how this could be improved, how this could be better, where this went wrong. And it doesn't mean I hate the game. It's just I can recognize where it could have been better and what, where the improvements could be. That's all. That's it. That's it. How could this be improved, where it went wrong, you know, and while still loving the game as it is, Rec you know, ex like loving it and having so much fun and really enjoying it and be like, you know what, here's what would be better. Here's what would be, here's what would be better compared to, I hate everything about this game and this game would be so much better if it was not the game it is, <laughs> right? This is the difference, you know, this is the difference. If you hate a game, you just hate a game, man. It's not for you. It's like if you, if you don't like fighting games and you play a fighting game and you're like, I hate this game, this fighting game sucks. Stop playing a fighting game. Just stop. Just play something else. Play something that's more for you. No, and and that's that's just putting it simply. That's putting it simply. You know, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. It's a lot, you know... This kind of reminds me of EverQuest when I first started playing with a couple friends of mine. It was like I was saying earlier, uh, in, in the earlier part of the episode, I guess, or whatever. You know, I liked a lot of stuff about it, but I hated most of it. I hated most of it. I would not have played that game if it were not for friends of mine playing that game. Every day, all day long. That's the only reason I played that game, is because real-life friends of mine, and I wanted to play with them... So I did. But I hated that game. And what's funny about that is I remember this. My friends on my friends list and my guild and everybody knew I hated that game. Everybody knew I hated that game. <laughs> so no, that game was not meant for me. I just played it because I was playing with friends, you know. So there's a difference there's a there's a drastic difference between offering feedback for a game that you actually love and for a game that you shouldn't be playing in the first damn place you know what i mean that's just that's just how it is and this reminds me of reviews and just general opinions on a game and that's where my biggest problem is uh just generally speaking on reviews and stuff because it's sometimes not always not always but I mean, for me personally, like I said, I've been through this so much now. I'm an old bastard. I've seen it all. Well, a lot anyways. Maybe not everything, but I've seen a lot. And a lot of times now when I read a review, I can recognize that... Uh, look, 
Look, I can recognize by just by reading the first paragraph or two paragraphs of a review that that game was not meant for that person. But the person who just wrote this review for that game and is scoring it, whether they give it a 10 or a 1, it doesn't matter. I can tell in the first two paragraphs that that person should not even be reviewing that game. Let that sink in. Because that's the truth of it. That's the reality. It's pretty crazy. Some games are just not meant for you. You know? So if you... This is my my request of any, any fan of video games. Any just regular gamers. Look, I... I do this too. I This is something I had to learn. When you read a review, at least recognize that. And here's the thing about it. Recognize that it's a person's opinion, whether you trust them or not. But here's the thing that, that always gets me, okay? So, some people skim, and I get that. I'm the same way. I skim a lot of stuff. I review when I'm actually interested. When I read... Whatever I'm reading was written in a way that makes me want to continue reading. Not all of them are like that. That's just the way it is. A good writer will want you, to, will keep you wanting to read, right? You know, that's that's good writing. That's how it is. A lot of people skip reviews. They just look at the score or they look at the recap, you know, the kind of end, like, you know, whatever, which is also understandable. I do everything. I skim and I read when I want to. So... One of the things I noticed probably at least 10 years ago, at least, if not sooner, earlier, I started to notice in reviews, game reviews specifically, that they'd be mentioning something they didn't like in their review, and this is, and this is the reason they lowered their score for the review. And I read the reason that they lowered their score for the review, and I was like, literally everything you just said that lowered your score, your score is what would raise it for me. Everything you just said sounds amazing to me. Everything you just wrote that you complained about and you lowered your score because of is something that I would enjoy. And this is the problem with um, bandwagons and people just jumping on that, the sheeple of the internet, you know. You have to pay attention. You know, you go... I mean, IGN is one of the worst. But this goes for anybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You see a score of a 9. You see a score of a 10. You see a score of a 7 or a 6. Go read. If you're so so put off by the number that they gave that game. A 6 of 10, a 7 of 10, a 10 of 10. Go look and read it, that review. Actually read it. And see why they give it that review. If they gave a game a 10 out of 10. And you read why they gave it a 10 out of 10. I wouldn't be surprised if you found out. Like a lot of that stuff that they wrote about. Of why they give it a 10. You'd be like this sounds dumb as hell. This sounds like crap. This is not a 10 for me. It goes for the same in the other direction as well. Someone gave us a game a 6. Because of so and so reasons. You know, you wouldn't agree with that. 
the reasons they gave to give that game a 6 in their review, you would give that game a 10. You'd be like, damn, that sounds amazing. This is why hype, reviews, and scores, you need to pay attention to. And also, not just pay attention to, but more importantly, flat out ignore. Ignore them. The best thing about reviews is just seeing what someone thinks. Getting an idea of what someone else thought of a game. You know, that's it. Screw their score. You know, like, do you actually care about what someone has to think? Then look it up. Look and Pay attention to what they actually say about it. You know, like, I love Destiny 2. I love it. I freaking love Destiny 2. And I have a lot of complaints. A lot. Oh my gosh. Same with Watch Dogs Legion. You know, I love one of those that trilogy the most. Watch Dogs 1, best game ever out of that trilogy specifically. Nothing comes close to that first game. That first game is amazing. Second, part 2 and part 3 are... Pfft, Whatever. In comparison, for me personally, for me personally, those games are crap compared to part one. I love part one. Part one is amazing. And not everybody feels the same. You know? Some people like two a lot more. Some people some people actually like Legion a lot more. Most, it seems like the general, like, you know, like if you look everything up, the general whatever opinion is that part two is the best. One is the best. Flat out. I will tell you right now. That's how I feel. One is the very best by far. The other two don't even compare. They don't even compare. They don't even compare. They might as well be different games. One is the best damn Watch Dogs game of the three. I loved three. And I have a lot of complaints about it. A lot. My review, I believe I gave it an 8 out of 10. And my entire review is nothing but complaints. Except for like... Two sentences in that entire par in that entire review where I told you why I love it so much. You know, this is why it's important to not just base your own personal opinion on whether a game is good based on a score or somebody else's opinion, you know. And I'm not saying, like, go and jump and buy a game at full price for if you can't afford it, you know, when it comes out, stuff like that. You decide on your own. Does the game look awesome to you? If it does, it probably most likely will be. That's in my experience. Nine out of ten times, if a game looks good to me, it's most likely going to be. It's incredibly rare for me personally. Where I thought a game looked really good and it was disappointing. I'll tell you one of them. Red Dead Redemption 2. I actually didn't even um, see gameplay. The, the thing that put me off on that was part one. I loved part one. I love Red Dead Redemption. Oh my gosh, I love that game so much. And part two, to me, is trash. It's trash. I throw that in the garbage. I had to wipe it out. It's a technical masterpiece. It's absolutely amazing. As far as technical masterpieces go, that game is a 10 freaking 10 10. It's a 10 10, man. It's a 10 10 technical masterpiece. Gameplay, that's a minus 10. Minus 10. That pile of garbage pisses me off when it comes to gameplay. The world is incredible. The graphics are incredible. Like, just wow. You know, stunning. Stunning, man. Stunning. Gameplay? Trash. Garbage. 
I would toss that shit right in the fucking trash. I wish I could have got a refund on that game. I wish I could have got a refund. I was pissed, man. I was pissed. You know. <laughs> and I still, I still plan to one day. Even now, I've tried it. I mean, six to seven times now. I have at least 60 hours played on Red Dead Redemption 2, okay? At least. A minimum. 60 hours played on that game. Trying to enjoy that crap. That freaking crap. That crap-ass game. Okay? Crap. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry for that, but like, come on, man. Come on. Are you for real? I will never trust Rockstar Games again after that. Not ever. Their next game announcement, I couldn't care less. You might as well throw that in the trash already. I don't care what they announce next. Throw it in the trash the second they announce a game coming out. Throw it in the fucking trash. Throw it out. I don't care. <laughs> and that's my opinion. So, hopefully, if you listen long enough to get past all the rant there, you understand, right? Like, I'm one out of a billion. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. Most people love that game. Most people love that game. Most people would give that a 10-10. Oh my gosh, you're insane. Jeremy, you're a stupid idiot. How dare you, you moron. How dare you call my game crap, you know. And I, I don't blame him. I get it, man. You know, I get it. That's fine. That's fine. You know why I'm fine with that? You know, here I'll tell you why I'm fine with that, okay? Because that has been almost every single one of my favorite games I have ever enjoyed in my life. Brink. I've mentioned this before. Brink. Best multiplayer game I've ever played in my life. I'll never forget it. Not ever. Until something finally beats it one day. If that happens. If that even happens. Bulletstorm. Awesome game. Awesome shooter game. Yeah. I wouldn't um I wouldn't say that there's nothing that has never beat it or anything like that. But amazing game that everybody shat on when it came out the first year it was out. Everybody crapped on it, man. You know. Um Batman Arkham Origins. Best game in the entire series. In the Batman Arkham series, Origins best game in that whole series nothing beats it that's how i feel nothing beats it none of those other arkham games beat origins it wasn't even by the same damn developer it was by warner brothers not rocksteady so i mean you know i'm used to it and as this is not just video games either this is almost everything i've ever felt and thought in my life i'm like the ultimate villain where everybody disagrees with me on everything. And I don't like that. I don't want it to be that way. But that is how it is. And I'm used to it. And that's why it's so easy for me to recognize, you know what? Screw their opinion. I'm not going to let them decide if I like something or not. You know? And I still appreciate other people's opinions. I do. I mean, I still go out of my way to look them up. I'm curious. I'm, I am curious. I I still like to know what other people think. It doesn't stop me from wanting to know what other people think. I still want to know 
what other people think. I still like to know what other people think. But they sure as hell are not going to tell me what I think and how I feel. Not a damn chance. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.